Hello again, we're just about ready to hit the track, so please make sure your safety belts are securely fastened, as they always should be in your vehicle. Test sequence is downloading, and we're clear for dispatch. Okay, let's move them ahead for test one. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land. Listen to the land. Your vehicle doors close automatically. Journey with us now to the dawn of recorded time as we explore the amazing story of W Radio, your information station. Hello everybody and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 348 for the week of January 26th, 2014. I am here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So this week, I'm going to open up the inbox once again to answer your questions. And topics this week include everything from Disney's Wild Africa Trek to the meaning behind a small detail in the Living with the Land attraction, magic bands, being a picky eater in Walt Disney World, backstage tours, large, really large groups, taking a date to Disney, Disney Cruise Line excursions, and much more. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and then pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned at the end of the show. I'll have some updates, announcements, and more of your voicemails So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. No matter where you live or how often you get to come to Walt Disney World, it's never enough. We can never get here enough, and when we do, we want to get the most out of our experience and the things we see, the things we do, obviously, the things that we eat. And no matter how much we plan and prepare, it can be an overwhelming place, both in size and in scope and in opportunity. And that's why I love when you guys send me your questions that you have about upcoming trips, history, trivia, my favorite places to eat, whatever it may be, because I want to help you try and have the best possible Disney vacation experience. And I'm sure whatever question you have is probably shared by somebody else that is listening as well. So again this week, we are going to open up the oh-so-overflowing, and I apologize for that, inbox and answer more of your listener emails. When you hear the words listener emails, chances are you think, God, why is it taking him so long to get to mine? Or you may think, I wonder if Becky Mankin from MAI and Mouse Fan Travel is going to be on the show. And look, I made no comments about 
lounges or concierges. Give me time. We'll get or there. Or Lone Ranger Tonto or <laughs> well, that's a new one. and Ferb and however else you see this whole thing. You know what's really wonderful, though, is I'm actually sitting in front of you for this wonderful show. So I, I don't can... know if we've ever done this before. I don't know if we've ever done an we've email done show. One. one. One in the contemporary about... And it did horribly. It went horribly wrong. It, it, there, no good could have come no from that could. at all. Well, today you, uh, we are sitting outside of arguably our one of our favorite resorts. It's like a top ten. We have top ten favorite resorts. We are outside Disney's Beach Club Resort at Stormalong Bay. It's a mini water park. Of course, not today. It's us and like the one guy from Wisconsin who's swimming in 60 <laughs> degree weather because he's like, I'm on vacation in Florida. I'm going swimming. Pretty much. And it, it is a wonderful day for swimming. So you might actually end up in the pool if you're, you know, not so nice to me. It, listen, it wouldn't be the first time I ended up in the pool for charity. It's, so but listen, Becky, we have got a ton of questions to get to in no particular order. And again, we, uh, we don't go over these ahead of time, which will probably become, you know, uh, quite apparent in a matter of moments. Let's get right into it. The first one comes, oh look, it's about food because her name is Rachel Fudge. (laughs) She's from the UK. She's from the UK, God Save the Queen. And when we visit Walt Disney World, we always like to do something we haven't done before and cannot do back home. Hmm. Important. On our last visit in 2012, we did the Wild Africa Trek in Disney's Animal Kingdom, which was awesome. But what extra can we do this year? There's three of us, ages 33, 34, and 9. We'd love your advice to make our trip even more memorable. Love listening to the show. Helps beat it. The We Are Not at Disney Blues. And again, that is Rachel Frudge from the UK. So, Becky, a lot of times when people talk about these add-on experiences and things you can do, when you think you've sort of done it all, Wild Africa Trek is one that comes to mind. I've done it twice. I love it. We're actually probably going to talk about it again uh, later on in the show. So you have three of you. I don't know if you're... You're obviously a woman, but uh, I don't know if the other two are a male or female or not. So you've got sort of a wide range here. Because when I heard 33, 34, I was like, all right, what is your, what's your sort of entry point? What are the things that you like to do that maybe you can't do at home? Richard Petty driving experience, behind-the-scene tours. But you have a nine-year-old, which now is going to take some of those tours out of the equation. So when you hear about those two and a younger person, what are some of the things that came to mind? You know... When you add in the nine-year-old, right, it does take out a lot of the backstage tours. But there are some that are appropriate for family members of all ages, which includes the family magic at the uh, the Magic Kingdom. And that's about a two-hour-long experience that is good for all ages. So I, I think that that is one of those things that's really special. So if you've been to the parks, been there, done that, you've uh, really enjoyed the the attractions one of those types of tours is a really good add-on. Just like you said, the, uh, the Wild Africa Track is something that's very popular right now. A couple other things that came to mind to me, too, is the surf lessons over at Typhoon Lagoon is a really good option because that does allow for children as well and something you certainly couldn't do uh, if you're in London. <laughs> so that was an option. And then, you know, the other things that are special on the edges of it, like the fireworks cruises and so forth, depending on budget, it could uh, be a really good add-on and something that would create a magical memory. Yeah, and you know, as we were talking about it, and we're thinking about all these sort of additional paid experiences, right? Things that you're going to do, whether it's a a backstage tour, something that's an an add-on kind of thing. And I think those are great. And I think those are things that you often can take away as, you know, we had a great time in the Magic Kingdom, but remember Wild Africa Trek? Remember Richard Petty? Remember this? These are things. But you know, you can also kind of make your own magic Mm -hmm. as well, too. So because you have a nine-year-old, 
you can sort of do something and make it kind of fun. Say, you know what? We're going to go on the cupcake tour. We're going to make our own tour, and we're going to try and find the best cupcake in Walt Disney World. Oh, we know what that it, is. Right. It, well, it's fun and it's fattening, <laughs> except, but, and it's delicious. But, you know, do things like that. Make it fun, because with the, with the nine-year-old now, you can help sort of make that little boy or girl be part of choosing what they're going to do and make it fun and something obviously that you can't do at home too and it's not going to cost you anything other than the food and the calories. That's very true and a lot of those experiences are things that are very tailored to your family because you're trying to pursue what you love and enjoy together as a family which will be that magical memory when you get home. Yeah. Other things too, uh, I love Fort Wilderness. I, I think oh. things like going over to hoopty Doo or getting a golf cart and you know if you come during the holidays or Halloween getting a golf cart and driving around horseback riding some of those things that I think a kid like that I'm sure they have horses in the United Kingdom but when you do it here in Walt Disney World it's, uh, it's a little special so Rachel I would love to know what you end up mm-hmm. choosing or if you're listening and you have a suggestion for Rachel and her 33, 34 and 9 year old um, traveling companions you can come to the comment section leave it in the show notes and give her some suggestions there as well Next question comes from Brandon Jones. He says, Lou, and this is in my best Princess Leia voice, you're my only hope. Well, you were Jim Corcus. I'm about to, oh, I'm sorry. I'm about to marry a man named Brandon Jones. Whoops. Who <laughs> insists upon knowing he, who he shares a house with in living with the land. Yeah. Becky's going to look at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Pretty much. There is a B. Jones mailbox, number 82 on the ride. And while I know Epcot opened in 1982, who is B. Jones? Thank you. And it's from Park, so I I apologize. So, yeah. I'm about to get schooled right now, aren't I? Are you? I I think so, because I have no idea what you're talking about. So, as you're going through Living with the Land, and you are in the prairie scene, on the left-hand side, there's a a small farmhouse, and there is a mailbox, and it says B. Jones, number, uh, uh, number 82 RFD. You know what RFD is? Uh, it's not radio frequency. <laughs> You're close. RFD is an abbreviation for rural free delivery. Oh, okay. Which I think means if you live in the middle of nowhere, eventually your mail will get to you. Okay. Uh, number 82 obviously is, is from 1982, the year Epcot opens. And B. Jones? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I, I have no, no I have you've no. You've been stumped? I have been stumped. No. I have searched for this and I've asked because when I was writing my first book, I remember this, and because, again, everything has a story, everything has a meaning. Who is B. Jones? You know, I'm sure we can speculate that it's an Imagineer, the Imagineer's girlfriend. Hey, look, maybe it's Brandon Jones. Maybe he did it for you, Brandon, and and it was sort of a special um, uh, wedding present to you. I I don't know. Um, And, you know, I've struggled with this in the past before, and forgive me if I've told the story. When I was writing my first book and I was doing a lot of research, I spent a ton of time in the parks and on airplanes back and forth from New Jersey... There used to be at the train station in uh, Magic Kingdom, uh, the Walters World Railroad Station on Main Street, there used to be sort of a lost and found shelf up on top. And there, there, it was a, um, a suitcase there. And it, it's, I'm forgetting it now uh, what the name was because it, and I shouldn't remember. I should remember because I struggled, struggled with it for years and had an initial and a last name. And I asked every cast member, I looked in every book, I asked everybody that knew some cast members were like, oh, sir, can't you just go ride the rides? And just, and I never found out. And eventually, um, I got to know Dave Smith, who was the uh, archivist for the Walt Disney Archives. I said, Dave, you've got to help me out, man. I've, I've been struggling with this, this for years. I need to know. It was like R 
something. I need to know who is this person and what does it mean? And he said, you know, Lou, and he puts his hand on my shoulder, much as I'm doing to you, Becky, and he looks at me and I have my pen on my paper like, this is it. It's the Holy Grail. He's going to give me the answer. He goes, you know, Lou, sometimes a box is just a box. <laughs> I went, what? wait, what? He says, look, we, you know, we scour the country at garage sales and flea markets and garbage pails and to, to find props. He says, and sometimes there isn't anything behind it. I put down my pen. I said, Dave Smith said it. That's good enough for me. And I moved on with my life. So basically, that is the long way of saying you have no idea. I have no idea. All right. But if, if whoever does, yeah. it's a quest. It's a quest for fun and to find out who B. Jones is. If someone has a correct answer or a, a guest writer otherwise... <laughs> Email me or put it in the comment section. I would actually love to know this answer. It'll help me sleep better at night. All right. So the next email comes from big Disney fan Adam Reback, not Reebok the shoe, as he made sure he put in his email. <laughs> he says, I am a longtime listener. Get this from the Mouse Tunes days. We're you know going how many years old. ago that was now? I mean, seriously. That's time not. Was going back? I know. That was 2005. Wow. Yikes. Uh, you know what? I met somebody the other day who said, My kids grew up on your podcast. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. I went, thank you? Yeah. He says, uh, I love the DSI, Disney scene investigation shows, especially when you have Jim Corcus. I love that man, too. I can't get enough Walt Disney stories from Jim. So here's a question for Lou and Becky. I love that. Oh, that makes you feel so All right, but get ready, because it's going to get, it's getting all complicated from here on. All right. I bought the no expiration tickets with water park and more option back in 2010. Get your abacus out. Every year, I use it for Water Park or Disney Quest during our Disney vacations. We're going in June 2014. I'm planning on buying an annual pass since we plan to visit the world twice in the upcoming year. I called a Disney travel specialist, and they say you can only link one ticket to the Magic Bands. The specialist recommended I link the annual pass since the Water Parks and Disney Quest still had turnstiles. However, I read recently that all the turnstiles are gone. What do I do? Can I get another Magic Band from guest services for my no expiration tickets? Will I be able to use the Magic Band on future trips? I have five days of water park and more options in three days uh, for the parks left. Thank you for your advice. Thank you in advance for your advice, Adam Reback, not Reebok. Wow. Now, see, <laughs> with Magic Bands right now, it's still in beta testing phase. And You're I making air quotes. I, I am because uh, it's been in beta yeah, air quotes, beta testing phase for, for quite a while now, but they are making some strides. And if we answer the question right now, it might be different tomorrow because it is in that much of a flux. And yeah, you, and I'm hoping you've got some information on this too, because honestly, I do know that you can attach one ticket to your band. Now, for some of us who've been here once or twice, they send you a new band for every single reservation. And quite honestly, uh, with what I the travel that I have this spring, I could pretty much garland my Christmas tree with the number that I do if I put them together. And at that point, what I did, of course, is I got one of my passes on one band and another pass on another band. But for the same trip, I don't know, honestly, if they would give you two different bands to, to do the two different um, tickets at this point. However, <coughs> given the situation, they might... I'm struggling with this one. Yeah, I don't think that they can or okay. would combine no. multiple passes onto yeah. um, uh, onto, a, onto a single band. I think your best bet, I think they're right. I would link my annual pass yeah. to this because that's the one you're probably going to wear all the time. And then use the other pass for the water parks and Disney Quest, not worry about it as much. Because if you 
have your credit card in your annual pass, you can still use that to pay for things Correct. and things like that. So just use the other thing just to get you admission into the water parks and Disney Quest. Correct. Now, let me ask you a question because I haven't seen them on this trip. Is that correct that Disney Quest and the water parks, no turnstiles are there any longer? I'm not I sure. believe the water parks don't have turnstiles. Okay. I cannot speak to Disney Quest. I have not been there in a while, and I really don't know. Again, like Research. you said, things are changing <laughs> yeah. all the time. You know, obviously, uh, you know, it changes with Fast Pass Plus mm-hmm. just yesterday in terms of no more legacy Fast Passes in Magic yeah. Kingdom. So this is sort of... Um, Written in Jello, to use a Jim Corkisism, <laughs> uh, things are changing. So by the time that you come in June, chances are things are going to be very, very different than, yeah. than they are here in January. So I'm with you. If it's in either or scenario, and you can't put put them on the two, I'm with you. Use the annual pass on your Magic Band, and then use whatever media you have for the other two. Because at this point, I, I, I'm starting to get used to it. I actually finding that I'm now leaving my wallet and my purse in the room because. It's working really well, and I'm able to get, uh, able to pay for things. I'm able to get in and out of the parks, and it really is pretty convenient. Yeah, I'm an annual pass holder, and I haven't stayed on property in a while, so I don't have a magic band. I'm, I'm old school, man. I actually have a plastic ticket. So, <laughs> uh, all right. The next one comes from Matt in Melbourne, Florida. He says, Lou, I love the show. I look forward to it every week. I wanted to get your opinion on whether you think Victorian Alberts is a good deal for picky eaters. Hmm. My wife and I live about an hour away from Walt Disney World. have been debating about taking her there for our anniversary. The problem is that she's very picky. No tomatoes, seafood, mushroom, cilantro, weird meats. <laughs> I don't know what a weird meat is, etc. Do. do you think that it would be worth it for her to go? Thanks in advance. Thanks for all you do on the show. Again, that's Matt in Melbourne, Florida. I actually read this question and I had an immediate reaction. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I, my first thought was Disney can accommodate. They'll, they'll work mm-hmm. with you especially if you have allergies and things like that. You know, Victorian Alberts has a fixed-price menu, and then mm-hmm. he can also do sort of a, a chef's table kind of thing. I'm not sure if he wants to sort of go to that next level. Yeah. I, I think if you are a picky eater, it's probably not the option that I would go for. I think there's other romantic places and special dining experiences you can have here without going to someplace like uh, Victorian Alberts. Because, for example, and I'm going to read to you some of the things that come off the vice fixed price menu and you can kind of tick off some of the things that she's very picky about caviar roasted duck octopus halibut wild uh turbo oxtail veal tenderloin uh there's i can't even pronounce poulet rouge (laughs) with hen uh lamb japanese beef with oxtail um we're getting into the desserts which i there's nobody can have any problem with things like hawaiian kona chocolate souffle but you know you're not going to go there necessarily and be like I want a cheeseburger with no cheese, right. <laughs> tomato, no tomato. And so I think you may be better off going to some place where you can choose from a menu and the chef can maybe be a little bit more accommodating. Okay, that's true. However, I'm going to take just the opposite side for the heck of it because I, too, am a picky eater. I'm a steak and potatoes type person. And when we first, when my husband and I went to Victoria and Albert's the first time in 1997, I was kind of afraid of the same thing, of going to this experience and having the weird meats like you just you did list off several of them even veal to me is a weird meat so that kind of takes it a whole weird but delicious I no 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 that's a whole nother debate but I went in there well actually what we did is we made the reservation and the the um, menu does change seasonally right so we made the reservation. We went in and looked at the menu that was going to be for that week while we still had the opportunity to cancel in the cancellation area. 
And when I got in there, there was actually a way that they could just do a good old filet mignon, and they had a wonderful potato thing on the side. My husband was able to enjoy the meal that he wanted to. And let's face it, Victorian Alberts is more about the experience, really. The food kind of takes a back seat to it. It's great food. It's wonderful. If you're a foodie, it's a must. And then, of course, like I'm right there with you, the shift's table thing would not be in, in this scenario because they're pretty much telling you what you're going to eat at that point. So... It's still, I think it still should be a consideration. However, if the meal and the food itself is what you're focused on rather than the experience, then yeah, I would go with you. Go to a different place that's going to have that romantic atmosphere as well. We talked about this. Places like California Grill, Blue Zoo, Flying Fish. I mean, there's a, a wide variety. Of, yeah, Narcusi is absolutely. Um, and you can be over at the Grand Floridian as well, too. So, All right. Uh, moving on, we've got a long one. This uh, says, hey, Lou and Becky. Is this this the rest of the show? This is it. Here we go. Uh, Before I get to my planning questions, I have to tell you how delighted my family is with your near obsession with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Many years ago, my two times great Uncle Darwin made the mermaids for Disneyland's version of the ride. It's nice to know that his work is still being remembered and appreciated and sold on eBay. All right. On to the planning. My boyfriend and I are currently planning our trip to Walt Disney World for December 2014. Yes, we are planners. Your podcast has already helped us so much when it comes to choosing restaurants, shocker, and attractions to go to, but we still have a few questions and concerns. Some basic info on the trip to set the stage. We will be in Walt Disney World from November 29th until December 6th, staying at the Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, which are awesome. I haven't seen it yet. Research trip. I know. My first question is about food and restaurants in Walt Disney World. We're friends already. I'm a vegan, so let's not talk about the scary meats. <laughs> and while it's been made clear that if I call ahead and mention it when I make a reservation, I should have no problem finding delicious things to eat that aren't salad. What hasn't been made clear is how much extra it's going to cost me. How much of an upcharge should I expect when I request a special meal? I think it's a triple. Do they charge triple now for oh, vegan geez. meats? I've got good news for you. The good news is nothing. All right? There is no place I think that is more accommodating than Walt Disney World. And, and Paige, uh, this is from Paige Cleveland. The other thing too is now, and I'm finding from people who are vegan and I have actually sort of spent some time trying some of the vegan, it's becoming more of a regular and a staple on the menu. They have a vegan options right there. So there is no extra cost. You may not have to call ahead or to find that, you know, be able to go there and talk to the chef or talk to somebody, even a counter service and say, hey, what do you have that's vegan? What do you have that's gluten-free? Because they are becoming a lot more prevalent. Yeah, it's becoming very much more prevalent. And every single menu now has, like you said, a vegan option. There's um, it, it, that between that and the uh, more commonality of gluten-free as well is becoming more and more common. So you don't have to do the special requests anymore. There's, And I do love the fact that um, Disney is one of the most accommodating of any vacation destination when it comes to these types of special requests. You don't have to have a medical condition. You just have to say, you know what, this is what I prefer, and they really will do what they can to accommodate you. They will bend over backwards. Yeah. I, I've seen it, everything from mm-hmm. allergies to, and uh, again, there is no, um, there is no cost to doing that at all. Yep. There is no, there's sort of, you know, special, more expensive menu you have to worry about. All right. So knowing us, we're going to be wanting a nightcap while on vacation. <laughs> Becky, this question's right up your alley. Is there a bar or a restaurant where we can get a drink and watch the fireworks? Any recommendations on Disney-themed libations, preferably holiday-themed? Holiday I know you're like getting you're getting <laughs> <Wait> a, <minute, laughs> a holiday-themed libation. Uh, 
Well, let's see. Well, I they do. They do alter the drink yeah. menu seasonally. Yeah. So you will find. I just um, I tried something new. This this delicious <laughs> bourbon concoction a few weeks ago over at the Grand Floridian. But I hear drink and fireworks. We both go to the same. We both go to, to the California Grill. In a heartbeat, yeah. Where they also had, if you remember. Look how excited you got. I know. It's the gingerbread martini. Oh, MG. my gosh. Yes. It, that, was, that was fantastic. So, yes, seasonally they will come out with these wonderful holiday little special drinks that you have to have. And then you have to beg somebody for the recipe so you can make them at home. Um, and then you have and to they'll give back. it to you. Yeah, and they will. It won't taste as good because you're not in Walt Disney World. Yeah, and the one thing I do love about California Grills, you can go up, you can go into the bar, you can um, have a meal there, you can go out onto the, the wonderful balcony and see the fireworks. It's, it's a wonderful location, that's for sure. And if you want to come to Epcot and see fireworks, certainly you can do things like, you know, find some places on the boardwalk. But Mm -hmm. I think inside the park, you've got options like, you know, go to Rose and Crown, have an appetizer, see if you can sit by the water. Spice Road Table, which which is just open now, we're going to find, I'm sure, is going to be a new popular place as well. The other nice thing about Epcot, too, is you can grab a beverage from a kiosk, whatever it may be, or or, uh, one of the little carts, and find your spot and, and watch you know, the other thing, too, you want to do something special, like you said, too. You can do an Illuminations cruise. You can do a Wishes cruise and have beverages out there as well, too. Catering happening there. Or, you know, seasonally, I think Grand Marnier slushies are good for any holiday, personally. And you get that in France. You walk over to the bridge. You stand there, watch the fireworks. What a wonderful night. When are we going to do the lounges <laughs> thing again? I, I totally missed that one. You we, missed that. You're yeah, so disappointed you missed that on the best lounge. I was so upset with you for that one. I, I think you need to do it again. Annually. I think she it's has, an annual thing. We can do that. Okay. We can do that. That would be a, that would make for a very interesting live recording. All right. <laughs> she also says, I'd very much like to do a tour during our stay. What we'd really like to do is a behind-the-scenes tour of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's my favorite park. One my boyfriend would be most interested in, since there's not too many rides he'd be passing up. Is there such a tour? How far in advance should we book it? Would we be able to do all this and still have the rest of the day to enjoy the park? Yes, 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 mm-hmm. and yes. There, Animal Kingdom has some great tours. There's the backstage safari, Wild Africa Trek we talked about before, Wild by Design. There's, and depending on how and where you're staying, there's also the, the Sunrise Safari and the Sunset Safaris. But I think the one that you would probably be uh, looking at maybe is the backstage safari that really takes you sort of behind the scenes. And it's not just about the park itself, but it's about conservation, animal nutrition, medicine, behavioral studies. You get to see where the animals get to sleep. Um, you know, the villas over at Disney's Animal Kingdom for the animals. You get to check out the veterinary hospital and the animal programs. You don't necessarily go to the animal viewings, but it's a great three-hour tour. Again, I, I'm assuming that because you're getting married, you're almost, you're over 16 years of age, and I think it's about 72, 75 dollars or so plus Animal Kingdom admission. And that is one of my very favorite tours that I have ever done. I've done it twice, and I really enjoyed all the information you get. That's where I learned that each animal has its own dinner bell to come back off of the safari. I mean, those little things that you wonder. I mean, they've got animals all over the safari. How do they rein them back in? Where do they stay? How are they handled? This will answer all those questions for you. So if you want something that's that, um, that type of information, see what happens backstage. Backstage safari is the answer. But of course... Wild Africa Trek is sitting there, too, for those who are very active. Somebody who wants something that's a little bit more engaging. It's a tad bit more expensive, but it really is one of the most popular tours right now, and it is an amazing experience. I've done it twice. Um, If you go to www.radio.com or our YouTube channel and search for Wild Africa Trek, I did a video of it. I 
loved it. Like, I totally bought into the fact, because it's all about story, that this, you know, Harambe Wildlife Reserve guide is taking you off the reserve, you know, into the reserve. You forget that you are in Disney's Animal Kingdom. You sort of go on this bush walk and you clip on the harnesses and you sort of go these these open-air vehicles and you dangle over crocodiles. Like, it's really, like, it was, I was smiling the whole time. And I found, and it is more expensive. It does run about $189 per person. It does vary seasonally. So depending on when you go, I think it can go down to about $129 or so. But I thought it was well worth um, every dollar. And I know, obviously, Wild by Design is another one, too. Uh, go to Disney's website. They have a, a list of all the different tours that are available, and uh, I, I think you'll see and be able to find one that is what you're specifically looking for. And, and yes, of course, there's going to be plenty of time because they only run about two, three hours to do mm-hmm. all the things that you want to do as well. Yeah, and the other thing, I want to go back to Wild Africa Track for a second. The one thing that everybody comes back and just is in awe about is that little snack break that you have out in the middle of the safari up on this platform that you can just sit there and have this little snack and look out amongst the the animals in the safari and it's just amazing and well worth it i didn't realize Paige actually has another question there's more there's one more last but not least we really want to get some photos of us in beast castle is this a popular photo pass spot or should we contact a disney photographer ahead of time is this a completely pie in the sky idea that's not going to happen thanks so much for taking the time to answer my questions. So looking forward to my trip and listening to you. I listen to you at work daily. She's all the way up to the 2011 <laughs> podcast to get pumped. So Hope you're having a far to go. And that's Paige <laughs> Cleland. So uh, I think Beast Castle and the waterfalls and that bridge is my favorite. I think it's the most beautiful spot in all of Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. Yes, even more so than the uh, than the Citrus Roll location. <laughs> but um, I believe that our PhotoPass photographers sometimes outside not inside the castle that's where you can bring your own camera and ask a cast member or a random guest eating his croque monsieur i can't i so awful with the french language um i don't think there's anybody inside who can help you yeah exactly the inside of course is is the restaurant so they don't have photo pass people generally running around in there but outside there are usually two or three standing anywhere around the bridge in the area within um in fantasy land so it's not going to be hard to find somebody to help you out there so the next question comes from Jason Keen, who said, Hey, Lou, this may be one of the strangest questions you have ever received. I love when they set the table like that. <laughs> My two-year-old daughter is currently potty training. So there's a high bar in there somewhere. However, she's very scared of the loud bathrooms in the parks and refuses to, quote-unquote, go while we're there. We live in St. Augustine and usually only drive down for the day so we don't have access to a hotel's private bathroom. My question to you is, where can I find a single or at least quiet bathroom in the parks, preferably in the Magic Kingdom, since we spend a good portion of our visits riding the teacups and flying elephants? I'm grateful for any info you can provide. Sincerely, Jason Keen. Jason, I have some really bad news for you. Not the strangest question I've ever received. <laughs> I was going to say. Not I think far. we have the high bar on that. I... It's not strange because mm-hmm. I feel you, brother. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, and my little boy had that same kind of fear. He did not like the sound of the auto-flushing bathrooms. I don't know what I did to him as an infant. He was afraid he was going to get sucked down into it. It was the noise. Whatever it was, we had issues. Mm -hmm. We had issues. However, there's always a solution without having to worry about running back to the hotel, which is at one point what he wanted to do. So he had full control of the flushing mechanism. Uh, Depending on where you go, not all of the bathrooms are automatic flushers. 
many of them are, but the, the best place and way to go that's going to be best for you, for the people around you who are trying to take care of what they have to take care of, uh, and your child and your daughter, is to go to the baby care centers. And the one over in Magic Kingdom, I think, is one of the nicest because it is a very quiet, it's a very serene place, other than sometimes the screaming kids. But you do have a lot more privacy there in terms of using the potty. Listen, do what I do. Use a towel, use your hand to cover the sensor if they've got the automatic flush ones uh, to help sort of uh, get them through that. But I think your baby care centers may be your best bet in terms of privacy, quiet... Or you can go to Becky's room. She's here at the beach club. Her room is... <laughs> well, what, what he does kind of say, though, it's not so much... It might not be the automatic flushers, because didn't, didn't he say that it was just the loud bathrooms? That could be the people. That could be the multiple toilets going off and, and all the craziness that happens in the bathrooms. Um, they do also have, in several locations, companion rooms, which can be used, too, by a daddy trying to take her, his daughter in or a mom trying to take in the little boy so that uh, companions can be used and, and or can help each other and that families can use them if necessary. And in the Magic Kingdom, there are several locations. So if the baby care center isn't close and she really needs to go, they are close to the lower level of Cinderella's Royal Table. There's one near Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I know that there's, uh, he was talking about being in Fantasyland, right? So mm-hmm. Pinocchio's Village House has some there, the new Fantasyland Railroad Station. Um, and I think that there, it, and I actually am guessing on this one because I'm not for sure, but isn't the one that's backed by Gaston's Tavern, isn't there a companion? I believe so. I believe so. So there's a lot of options. And if you have that issue, talk to a cast member. They'll be able to direct you to the closest um, option, and you should be fine. Yeah, and just so you know, the Baby Care Center, obviously it's on the map. The Baby Care Center, which I love, and the staff is amazing there, is located, uh, it's adjacent to the Crystal Palace, in between uh, the Crystal Palace and um, Casey's Corner. So you can get something to eat while they're taking care of whatever they need to take care of. All right. Next email says, it's from Mark. It says, good morning, Lou. My name is Mark. I'm 24 years old from Massachusetts. I like long walks in the park. No, sorry. Uh, I've been to Walt Disney World at least once a year for 24 years now. My mom is one of eight children, and everyone in the family loves Disney. Becky, you're going to love this question. We have not done a big family trip for about eight years now. Everyone plans on going in August 2014. There would be about 50 to 60 of us going. (laughs) Becky is drooling right now. I listened to show number 124 about planning a big family vacation. Hey, was I on that one? No. It would be my dad and uncle planning this for everyone. The only thing is not everyone likes to stay at the same place. There's a lot of us that would stay in the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Then there's a rest that like the beach club. A couple of questions for you. Mm -hmm. Would it be possible to get a discount for everyone on the trip? I looked into that a bit, but I figured everyone would have to stay at the same place. Would you recommend we do something as an entire group? The ages range from 80 for his Nana to one-year-old. Any other tips and tricks you could suggest would be great. Have a magical day. Becky Mankin, 50 to 60, (laughs) are going multi-generate. I mean, this is like the grand, awesome, magical gathering right there. Yep. Um, Shameless plug. (laughs) Because you are a group. You can be a group. There there are a lot of um, rules and regulations to doing a group and getting a group discount. You have to have at least a certain number of rooms over a certain number of nights to get your group discount, but I think that you would be just fine. And you do not need to be at just one resort. Um, 
there are ways that you work within the group's contracts to allow you to be at different resorts as long as you hit the minimum number of rooms. And when you do have 50 or 60 people, you're going to have 50 or 60 people's worth of tastes. So just as you're saying, somebody who's really happy at the cabins at Fort Wilderness is not may not be happy at the beach club and vice versa. So you do want to make sure that your family vacation goes off without a hitch and you want to offer those different options for different budgets and different taste levels. So yeah, shameless plug. You really do need to work with a Disney specialty travel agency like Mouse Fan Travel, who specializes and knows how to work the group contracts, who can get you those discounts. And then the other really difficult thing, honestly, is trying to find places and options to eat together. Because you have 50 or 60 people, you're not going to be able to walk up to a restaurant and say, hey, by the Beaches way. Beaches and cream, party of 60. <laughs> exactly. So there are lots of options to eat together to work different families into their own restaurants. I would say with something like this, you really should seek out the help uh, and advice of a professional. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not shamelessly plugging you for because you're here, but because you're right. It, it will be an overwhelming task to try and coordinate it. You guys have done this a thousand times before. Get the help. It's not going to cost them anything extra no. to use your services, so they don't have to worry about that. Enlist the help of somebody who can who has done it before and can help sort of handhold you through the process because, like you said, you've got 50 to 60 personalities and tastes and budgets and issues yeah. that may come up. And when you do have a lot of questions that come through from all those folks, you don't want to be the person trying to coordinate all the questions and all the answers and all the issues and all the changes and find somebody so that you enjoy the vacation as much as everybody else does. Don't try to be the planner when you're not exactly sure how the best way of, of doing it. So take advantage of the help that's out there and again, free of charge. And Mark, I want you to send me a picture of the, I want a group <laughs> picture of all 60 of you. And at we some can point. help coordinate that in front of the castle if you want. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with groups. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they can ask about doing some special things like that that they may they may want a group picture of, like, how do we get this together and how do we coordinate? That's the kind of stuff you can do for them. Yeah, too. and I also want to mention, because there's people out there going, well, we're a small group. We might not be 60 people, there, but there are people out there who um, might have a family reunion of, you know, uh, 20 people or 25 people. There's all kinds of options for that, and we specialize in those types of events and in those types of, um, of family group situations. So call us. Cool. All right. The next email comes from Kyle. Uh, he says, Lou, I'm a huge fan of the podcast and the trivia books. I was wondering your opinion of picking a resort for my family. We have two teenagers. Narrowed it down to staying at a deluxe on-property resort. We're faced with the challenge of picking location. What location? Boardwalk or monorail? We've stayed at the boardwalk. Don't know if the monorails are more desired and convenient location. If possible, what specific resort would you recommend? All right, Becky, we're not going to do the same thing we do every time, which is just basically name all the resorts and why we like them. Two teenagers, monorail or boardwalk, pick one, go. Teenagers, boardwalk. I'm with you. I I would say, well, no, I take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard because my first question would be, I need to know where that family, where do they plan to spend their time? If they're like... I want to be at Magic Kingdom five days out of our seven-day trip, then it's monorail. But with teenagers, some of the things are um, more attractive over here on this side between the two different parks. And you can easily walk to uh, Hollywood Studios. You can easily walk to Epcot. Or you can easily walk through Epcot and catch the monorail to get to Magic Kingdom or hop out on a bus. So with teenagers, especially older and mid, when you're talking 15 and up, especially those at 14 and above who can be out on their own, too, it's much easier to get around if they want to go to the other two parks, and I would say boardwalk. I'm going to say beach club because the pool, I like the pool uh, here better. Wait a minute. 
boardwalk area. My apologies. I right, said so, pick a resort. All right, so all right, I'm going to so say resort. Beach Club. Right, I agree with yeah. you. I, I thought monorail because like, oh, I get on the monorail line to go. But I think you're right. Here, they, you've got the uh, the boat over to the studios. You can walk to the studios. You've got ESPN Club. Mm-hmm. You've got all the different dining options here. Easy access to ice both cream. parks. Ice, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the water park. I mean, yeah. the water park, the movies out on the beach. Yeah. Uh, it, listen, it's hard to sway me away from, from my favorite resort. Yeah, and if you are a family that enjoys a pool, you don't even think about it twice. It's Yacht Club or Beach Club yeah. because this pool is fantastic. It has sand bottom, so it's just like being at a beach. You've got a lazy river. You've got a wonderful slide. There's all kinds of options here that you would really enjoy. And like you, there's a bar outside, so it's, got, it's, it's a trifecta. All right. <laughs> and a bar right there. Derek Marin. Derek Marin says, hey, Lou, my fiance and I absolutely love the show. Thank you. We recently got engaged and are getting married on Sunday, November 9th, 2014. Congratulations. We already have in mind... Going on the Disney Dream that Monday for four nights. But it's what to do after that that we're stuck on. We love the idea of going to the world after the cruise, but we want to focus more on the relaxing side of Disney rather than just focusing on the theme parks. There's really no budget for our vacation, so whatever suggestions you have to make our trip as special as possible would help greatly. Thanks so much, Lou, again. That's Derek Marin, and unnamed fiancé. Congratulations again. So when I read this, it said, there's no budget for our vacation. Does that mean we have no money because we spent it on the dream? Or, listen, money is no option. I invented Google, so whatever. Um, I'm going to go with the, there is no budget. Go go crazy. What do you suggest they do when they come back? And we've, always, we've talked about this in the, in the past, too. The pre-cruise, post-cruise, yeah. when do you do Disney? It's nice to be on the cruise, then come back. And just sort of chill in Disney for a couple of days. Give me a couple of things that they could do. To make their trip special, budget's not an option, mm-hmm. and the relaxing side of Disney, I well, I think, well, maybe we're not going to the same place. We may not be, because first of all, I want to make it really clear, and a lot of people may not realize, much like the cruise where people think, all right, you're going to get on there and it's going to be a theme park with chicken nuggets. No, there's a whole different experience there. Just as here, there's a whole different experience outside of the theme parks here. You don't, no one says you have to do the, the parks every time you're here, that you have to do them commando style, that you have to get out there and ride every single ride in every park, that you have to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning for rope drop at 8. You can take it totally easy and do it a whole different way. So I thought about things like you think of relaxing and, you know, we've talked about this obviously in the past. Disney World is not just for kids. It's not about princesses. It is a vacation destination for adults. And you can truly indulge yourself here as much or as little as you want. The one word that came to my mind was spa. Yeah. Right? Grand, yeah. The new sense of spot, the Grand Floridian, is beautiful. That's a research trip I need to take, sponsored by Mouse Fan Travel. <laughs> have we been talking about that for a while? We have. Yeah. We need a spa day. Hey. We need a okay. spa day. Not like a, I don't know, couples massage. I mean, <gasps> we're together, but we're not together, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, the Mandara Spa over at uh, the Dolphin is beautiful. I love the theming there. It sort of has this Thai, Balinese kind of thing. You haven't seen it. What? Seen it. It's very nice. It's often not crowded because people sort of, they, I think they forget about the swan and dolphin. I think that's one thing that you can do, and you could make an afternoon out of it. It's not run in, get your massage, you enjoy the facilities there, you have a little lunch, you have a little nosh, you take a little nap. Uh, the, the spa facilities at Disney, again, these new sense of spas are beautiful. I need to see the updated one, but I'm using experience that I've had here in the past, places like Aulani, places like the Disney Cruise Line. 
you want to indulge and relax, that was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, and the wonderful thing about this, it truly is a resort destination. You can have a wonderful, relaxing experience without walking into a theme park. And that's one of the things that I'm so drawn to here because it does have something for everybody. So if you are a pool person, you find one of the deluxe resorts that has a nice pool, that has easy access to a spa, that has um, wonderful dining experiences, that has places that you can just have an evening stroll together, like around the boardwalk area. You know, what a fantastic way to just breathe without having to, again, try to think about doing the parks commando style because that's not what it's all about here. And I think, too, you know, we, we joke around about how much we talk about food, but I think food is something you need to... Because you couldn't take dining experiences and make those special occasions. Not just sort of the off-the-shelf, where are we going to go eat, but you can do things like there are areas that you can rent out and have a private dinner just for the two of you. You want to blow your fiancé, your, now your wife, you want to blow her away, say, yeah, come on, we're going to Animal Kingdom. I think it's open late tonight. And you walk in and, you know, Temu Temu is rented out just for you. And there's a table for you with food that you've selected, music, whatever it might be. You know, you, there's a lot of little places that you can do like that. Again, I'm going to shamelessly plug Mouse Fan Travel because if you don't know what options are there, they can help you decide what you, where you want to go what you like, how you want to do it, how much you want to spend, and if it's available. Yeah, and there's all types of those types of options. As we, we often joke a lot when people say, well, what can you do? It's like, if you can dream it and pay for it, they can do it. <laughs> there really is um, limitless on what you can do. However, if you don't have that type of budget, there's also other things that, that tie into that, that food scenario, like you said. There are other places that offer chef's tables or wine dining experiences that aren't Victorian Alberts. I mean, um, over at Flying Fish, they have a wonderful experience over there. There's another one at Citrico's as well. So there's a lot of options that you can really indulge and have some fantastic uh, food experiences without, you know, blue on the budget. So this is where I want to ask the listeners to play Vacation Planner. I want you to, to suggest to Derek and to me, just for research purposes only, what is budget no option the way that you would like to spend a relaxing day or night in Walt Disney World? Is it about an experience, a location, an event, a meal? What is it? Send me your answers. Well, the best way to do it is to come by the show notes over at www.radio.com. Click on the podcast tab, find this week's show, leave your comments there. You can also come by facebook.com slash radio. Leave your comments there as well, too, because I'm sure there's a lot of creative things people have done or thought about or future brides-to-be and say, my husband better do this when we go to Walt Disney World because this is the kind of experience that I want. Uh, because, again, I think the listeners are oftentimes more resourceful and more creative um, than we can be. And, again, too, I'm, I'm not shamelessly plugging, but, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. When planning your vacation, I know a lot of us are planners and we like to get in there and get our hands dirty and plan. But as you start to go to bigger groups, special experiences, or just, hey, I don't have the time to do it, that is where a, a travel planner like Mouse Fan Travel can help you out. They give You guys do give incredible service. I love your agents because they're great huggers and they know <laughs> what they're doing. And look, it costs you nothing to use their service, right? You don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to get overcharged if I call her again? You're not going to have to pay anything over 
than what you did if you did it yourself. So you might as well take advantage of it. Right. And just to take, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Take advantage of Becky. <laughs> wow. Okay. So free hug for you later. Um, it's really important that there are some travel planners out there who do charge fees. There are some that do have cancellation fees, rebooking fees, change fees. That's not us. So if you do visit a vacation planner and it's not us, make sure that you ask to, to not assume that it's not going to be a no fee. But if you do come to us, there's no cancellation fees. You book something and it's outside of Disney's cancellation fees, we don't charge you something to change things either. So we can work with you. We can help you find the best options. If you're a big group and you need some really special stuff, we can help you with that too. There's a lot of times we work very, very closely with Disney and we find out some of the things that can be done before it's out to the masses. So it's it's really great to create your own magic sometimes. And, and I think that's one of the things that we take a lot of pride in. And again, it's not just Disney World, it's Land, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Aulani. Aulani. <laughs> Overseas. Or Listen, let's... Disney Paris, too. We do that I as well. I know, I know. Uh, where hello, you're going with this, sister? I know, I know. So if you have a question that you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Uh, you can also call the voicemail at 407-909-391. And again, you can visit Becky and her team over at mousefantravel.com. If I haven't gotten your email yet, I promise it's in the bag. <laughs> I'm getting to it, but please keep those emails coming again. But Becky, thank you so very much for uh, not just the valuable information, but a lovely afternoon at my favorite resort by the pool. I know. We actually got to do this together. I'm very honored. And now you're going to go jump in the pool, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll videotape it for you. It's the it. things we... Listen, it, people who may not have known that I did it in the past for charity <laughs> during a live newscast late one evening. Oh, I'll jump fall. in the pool. <laughs> I'll do it for the children. I won't do it just for your, uh, for your fun. time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Disney history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but maybe even in what you hear, and then compete for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about the United Kingdom Pavilion as we did our live restaurant review of the Rose and Crown Pub. I know, I should warn you ahead of time, don't listen if you're hungry, but hopefully a lot of you enjoyed the review of a uh, place that is now very, very high on my must-do list in Epcot. But we talked about the Rose and Crown Pub, and your question last week was to tell me simply, what's the motto of the Rose and Crown, and what does it mean? Again, thanks to the hundreds of you that answered this question. Most of you got this one correctly. I didn't take off for spelling. The motto is, Odium Come Dignitate, or... Leisure with Dignity. Great way to describe the pub. And our winner, randomly selected from all the correct entries, is Kim Baldwin. So, Kim, you win the all six of my audio tours of Walt Disney World, a luggage tag, a button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book, Volume 2. If you didn't win last week, that's okay, because here is your next chance to play in this week's Disney Trivia Challenge. So this week, it's not about your knowledge of Disney history or even how well you pay attention to what you see, but more importantly, to what you hear. And the question this week is simply this. Where in Walt Disney World can you hear the line, the future is truly in the past? That's it. Just tell me where in Walt Disney World you can hear that line 
Email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. You have until Sunday, February 2nd at 11.59 p.m. for a chance to win all six of my audio tours, a luggage tag button. And this week, I'll also throw in a mystery pin and mystery vinylmation. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Don't forget that in addition to the podcast, which you can subscribe to over on iTunes, visit the website over at wdwradio.com for multiple daily blog posts, new videos, our free email newsletter, and the free WW Radio app for your iPhone or Android device. Also, be sure and tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDWRadioLive.com. It's my live video broadcast and chat where you can be part of the discussion of this week's Walt Disney World news. Then hang out and chat with me and other Disney fans in the text chat room. Again, you can find everything over at WDWRadio.com, including our events page with information about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World, our cruise on the Disney Dream, and other events we're going to be having around the country throughout the year. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. If you want, you can come by and follow my personal profile at facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. Thanks, as always, to Becky from Mouse Fan Travel. They are, of course, my official and recommended travel provider, whether you're coming down to World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, or going on a Disney cruise. They give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no additional cost to you. And what you get is an incredible level of personal service. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links to your favorite episodes or come by and comment on Facebook. And please come by, rate, and review the show and the app over on iTunes. And finally, and most importantly, I want to give you my sincerest thanks for allowing me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and the videos and so many other ways. I cannot tell you how grateful I am to be able to share this with you in so many different ways. And I want you to have that same feeling. I want you you to do what you love with who you love every single day. So if you're afraid, right, take that fear of something as a sign that it's what you're supposed to do, right? Fear isn't there to scare you. It's there to let you know that it's something that you want is really worth it. So fight through what you're afraid of to get to where or what or or who you really want and have faith and always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks again. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Christy Keene from West Lafayette, Indiana, just calling to say happy anniversary. I'm so sad we're going to miss the party down there. We fly in on February 1st, so... Sadly, we're not going to make the party, but I hope you guys have a great time, and we're going to look around for you guys in the parks over the weekend. Um, We are looking forward to getting out of the polar vortex. It's been quite a a January here in Indiana, but um, we were down for Christmas with our whole family, and we decided last summer that we needed to schedule a vacation just for my husband and I to have a little break from our family vacation. So we're looking forward 
spending half of our time at Bay Lake and half of our time at the Boardwalk, which is just our favorite. And I just finished listening to your episode on Rosencrown, and I can't wait to go there. It's one of our very favorite highlights, and um, just looking forward to being there. Even if it is chilly for Florida, it'll be warm for us. So thanks for all you do. Love, love, love all the podcasts. You've got a friend.